From the brilliant minds of Hipster at Home, you're listening to We Should Start a Band, a podcast about the trials and tribulations of being suitably hipster. Welcome back to We Should Start a Band, a podcast with Hipster at Home. Today, we're discussing brunch. I am Retro Denim Jacket, joined by Heritage Avocado Toast and Cold Brew Kombucha. Come along with us while we discuss our buffet of opinions. Sorry, that had full cheese factor. (laughs) (laughs) Sometimes cheese is good at brunch. I mean, I love a good cheese. We're getting ahead of ourselves. I, I can't recall actually having cheese at a brunch very often unless it was in an omelet. Yeah, cheesy eggs. Or grits. Oh, oh, true. I love a good cheesy grits. Or polenta, if you're thinking next day, chopping it up and pan frying it. Yep, yep. How do you chop all the little grains out? <laughs> you don't. You cool it in like a rectangular <laughs> tub, chop it and pan fry it. <laughs> I'm when explaining something that was supposed to be a joke. <laughs> cool. <laughs> a plus work. I think we're covering a lot of foods, and perhaps the first thing we should address, considering we've covered a wide range already, is how do we define brunch? I think we have a difference of opinion in this group. We do. Absolutely. Why don't you two start, because I'm the outlier. (laughs) That's fair. I am of the opinion that brunch must include alcohol, or at least have it offered. Yes. And it is any time of day between breakfast and dinner at which you have both breakfast food and lunch food. Am I missing anything? I would concur. I think that for brunch to be brunch and not just breakfast, it needs to have the offer of alcohol or some sort of cocktails, be they alcoholic or virgin, but more exciting than just your standard orange juice. Mm -hmm. And I think it can be eaten. I don't know if I would say all the way till dinner. If you're eating brunch past two o'clock, if you're sitting down to brunch at two o'clock, it's okay. Mm -hmm. But if you're pushing it past two o'clock, I think at that point, you're cutting real into like hors d'oeuvres. And at that point, you should just be having like a cheese platter or charcuterie or something like that. You've lost out on brunch at that point. Absolutely. Well, brunch is in fact defined as, no, I don't know if it's actually a definition. (laughs) (laughs) The research department hasn't actually looked up what the definition is? No, of course not. This is a podcast about opinions (laughs) and the occasional Google search. (laughs) But no, for me, brunch is a meal served pretty close to 11 a.m. in the morning. Alcohol is not required to be offered in any form, virgin or or hard. Plain orange juice is fine to still be brunch. But I do agree that it needs to offer both breakfast and lunch type foods. Now, Merriam-Webster's Dictionary defines brunch as a meal usually taken late in the morning that combines a late breakfast and an early lunch. Well, I think the key there is late in the morning. I think, though... That gets into what do you consider late in the morning? Yes. All the way until 11.59. I consider... Then you're in on But on a weekend, which is when you tend to be having brunch. Yes. A lot of people are not getting up. Okay, well, I guess a lot of people are now that I think about it. But reasonable people (laughs) are not getting up early enough to be getting to brunch at 10. If you've got friends who say, hey, let's have brunch at 10. And there's a good chance that some of those people might be listening to this and they know, they know who they are. (laughs) But if they are like, hey, let's have brunch at 10 and they've booked a table, that means that you have to get up and get there. So let's say, you know, it's London 
Mm-hmm. So pretty much anywhere you go, it's going to take half an hour, 45 minutes to get there, right? Yep. You have to get dressed. Mm-hmm. You're asking me on a Saturday to get up at 8 a.m. to have brunch. That's just not happening. And Lord knows I am, one, a late sleeper, and two, will not get out of bed without the promise of food. You're not getting me out of bed on a weekend until after 10 o'clock. Oh, yeah, definitely. Well, same. But I I mean, I'm a late sleeper as well. I still maintain that once you get too far into the day, it's no longer brunch. You're just having an early lunch. I'm sorry, but if I'm waking up at noon, two o'clock is brunch time and that's okay. You're still going to want some sort of breakfast food. Yeah. If you get up at noon, you're still going to want some sort of breakfast food. You're not jumping right into pizza. But I think you're having breakfast for lunch at that point. Yeah. Not brunch. Brunch. Yeah. No, different. With a mimosa on the side. (laughs) Do you remember brunch for lunch at school? Yeah. No. Did anyone else? That bothered me so much as a child because that the word lunch is in brunch. It's not brunch for lunch. It's brunch. You're having breakfast for lunch. It's brunch. We used to do breakfast for dinner sometimes. We'd be like scrambled eggs and ham chopped up because it's it's a quick, easy meal for, you know, working parents who are probably exhausted. But I try to now I, I try to keep my dinner foods to my dinner period. I don't like breakfast too late in the day. McDonald's all day breakfast is okay, though, because I don't like most of their lunch and dinner offerings. <laughs> but you also, you've never been a big breakfast foods type of person. I mean, you like salty things. True. And a lot of breakfast foods involve sweet or syrup or something. Yeah, most of that is lost on me. Although I do quite like a nice set of pancakes, stacked or unstacked, but waffles and pancakes are coming up later in today's outline. Yeah. I love that it could have been a smooth transition. We just ignored it and plowed right through. But yes, oh. I... I <laughs> <laughs> Look, we made an outline. We're trying to stick to it nowadays. And we try to steer and <laughs> still get in trouble. But yeah, I mean, I uh, am a sugar for breakfast person. I will happily eat a croissant smothered in chocolate with chocolate inside mm-hmm. for breakfast every single day of the week. With a bit of powdered sugar over top of that. Oh my goodness, yes. See, while those things are delicious individually, they don't actually fill you up. It's like air you're eating. So it doesn't feel satisfying. You're not eating enough of them. Yeah. Well, okay. Yeah. <laughs> You're going to burn burn through that. If I'm on my second waffle, I'm not running into my stomach still feels full of air. Well, waffles are heavy, though. I, I just want to clarify one thing about my, my view on brunch. If I'm being ugh, dragged against my will to brunch later in the day on the weekend, I'm still not complaining. I'm still going to go and enjoy the food. I, was gonna say, I don't think I've ever <laughs> seen you actually complain about yeah. having a brunch. No, because I love brunch. It's just <laughs> if we're going to define it, I do feel it has to be pre-noon. I feel, too, that there are certain foods and places that you can justify. Like I think all of us can justify as brunch in our own definition and be happy with. Well, at the brunch offering, again, we'll get more into what what kind of foods we like to see at brunches in a little bit. But generally, if I'm going to brunch or some meal in and around that time, usually on a weekend, I'm probably getting some kind of savory sandwich Uh or like an omelet that is, again, still kind of savory and probably heavy. I'm not getting the sweet offerings and I'm probably not getting like the roast beef or the roast turkey if they have those kind of offerings. I'm a sandwich or Benedict. Well, I think mixing the two is very underrated. I know it's not a UK thing, but chicken and waffles is delicious. It is. I feel like choosing a location probably goes last because I feel like we just dig into food right away. (laughs) We always do. Wow. (laughs) <laughs> so the message to the listeners is really, it's not about where you're having brunch, so long as what they have on offer. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
one of our favorite places to go for brunch is the Big Easy. Mm-hmm. For a lot of people, that probably wouldn't fit the definition of brunch because... They don't serve breakfast? Because it's not a breakfast food, yeah. Because what we're getting is a lobster or barbecue and a bottle of Prosecco each or a pitcher <laughs> of beer. Um, well, it's they have an offering. It's you get some of the barbecue or some of the shellfish and you get a drink, a of, drink choice, of choice. Including mocktails, of course. Yeah. But... I mean, if I can go somewhere and get a whole bottle of Prosecco by myself, you've signed me up. I'm a happy camper. Yep. You've got me. You're there for quite a while to finish the food, so mm-hmm. it's a high thing. volume, but it, it will take you some time. And, and I don't think if you're going to partake, I don't think you're going in expecting to just have a little, thing it's with, the event for the day. Yeah, this is the thing with alcohols, I think, at brunch. You see all those memes of people falling over, being super drunk at brunch, but I wouldn't say that's necessarily entirely true because you're also eating a lot of food. You should be. So even if you are drinking a lot, if that's if you choose to drink, you're still eating quite a lot of food. And you're also if you're brunching properly with your friends, it's not, you know, in and out in half an hour. Mm-hmm. No. That's an extended period of time. Yeah. And so you're stretching that out. Yeah, I lived in New York for several years where brunch is pretty much a staple. And for that, you just keep eating. Like I've never, I've Mm -hmm. left a brunch drunk, I will say that, but I've never blacked out at brunch. No, I've never left brunch feeling like I can't walk. Mm -hmm. Um, No, because we're not driving afterwards. And the only time I've ever felt like I might be sick is because I probably should not have had those last, you know, three pancakes. Or housed that last rib. But they seemed like a good idea at the time. Oh, yeah, it's really easy to have one too many ribs. It is easy to eat too much yes especially if you go with friends and you do some of those like oh well we'll also just order this for the table and before you know it you've basically had about three breakfasts yeah well that that's one of the topics we wanted to discuss on the definition of brunch is whether it's bottomless or limited offering more like a regular restaurant where you just order one item and does it matter can it still be brunch i think it can i think it depends on the it's the style brunch yeah Yeah, it's absolutely both are considered brunch, in my opinion, Mm -hmm. because you have a buff, like an unlimited buffet or a big easy style where you just they just keep bringing you food. And then I have gone somewhere where you order your own plate, order a couple of appetizers, and that doesn't feel any less brunchy to me. No, I think it too, it depends on the food, because I've been places where it's a all you can eat waffle buffet type of thing, or I've been to sort of like a bit more fancy where it's multiple courses for brunch. And then I've been to your basic order a breakfast food. Do you want toast on the side? Mm-hmm. No, I agree. I think from my, my youth, brunch itself was almost always a buffet style location. So I think for me, I would probably say I'm going for brunch. I'm expecting it to be a buffet. But if I'm going to brunch, could be anything and more likely is a regular restaurant. Okay. I've never thought of that as a distinction, but that does make a lot of sense. Yeah, in my Mm. mind, the buffet brunch is more of an occasion, like the family's getting together or they're meeting at 11. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, I I do have to say, if there are older relatives involved, chances are that's an earlier brunch, or if they're small children. Mm -hmm. Either of those demographics, it's probably going to be earlier. What is up with that? Why do we we, we start and end early morning, and then in the middle, we just kind of lose it for several decades? I don't know. Not everyone. I was going to say, no, not everyone, because... 
Our nephew is not a morning person. (laughs) (laughs) There are some morning people. There are some not. I am absolutely not, which is why you have to promise me food to get me out of bed. Yeah. So we've talked quite a bit about mixing sweet and savory. What are some of our classic examples of those foods at brunch? And which do we prefer? I think we've hit a couple of them. So chicken and waffles, Mm -hmm. grits. Mm -hmm. Okay. So what's on the grits? Was it the honey? Oh, well, the grits, I mean, you get what? Salt and butter, maple Maple syrup, syrup, Mm -hmm. cheese. Honey butter and grits is very delicious. Oh, honey butter is very good. We used to have a whipped honey. Oh my gosh. Every single podcast is going to be like what my parents used to make when we were little. Uh, (laughs) I'll just splice it into its own weird episode of just anecdotes. (laughs) We used to make a whipped honey butter. Hand whipped pate. (laughs) Like to have in the fridge to put on toast and stuff. Because mm-hmm. honey butter is, yeah. Yeah. Highly recommend it. Uh, my mom makes it too. Mm-hmm. That sounds and, and is, I think, a little pretentious to have homemade honey butter, but it's not that difficult well, to make. We weren't it? churning our own butter. Right. You're mixing. <laughs> you, you, buy, you buy butter yeah. and you buy honey and you whip the honey into the butter and right, then you just yeah. put it into a container. It's really easy. Yeah. So it's one of, again, this make is it a, at home. It's a great example <laughs> of how to, you know, potentify your life relatively easily. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Just cost some honey, some butter, and a little bit of arm strength. Or a mixer. Or a mixer. I was just assuming <laughs> that not everyone has a mixer. I was trying to be nice. I, inclusive? I don't know. I don't know where I was going with that one. Yeah. I mean, I guess I hope that most people, even if you don't have a mixer, you have one of those like hand beaters. Yeah. Like a nephew. With the crank. <laughs> yeah. Or or a child. Or a child. Child, child labor. Yeah. Um, gives them th- they feel important. They're helping. Gives and them something to do. Yeah. And then they, they get to eat it. So it's it's full circle. The problem is you don't want them eating it while they're doing mm-hmm. it. Little grubby fingers in your food. Yeah. You don't want that kind of stuff, especially in something that's not being cooked. Anyway, you, you two are huge fans of the sweets. Mm-hmm. Yes. I do think you need a balance. Yes. That's the whole point of having sort of breakfast meats or avocados. And for me, over the years, as my body has been able to process mass amounts of sugar less and less on their own, I have learned to order a side dish. So I will do pancakes with a side of sausage. Mm-hmm. I think that's that's amazing, and I don't I don't like establishments that don't let you get a side of things like that. Yeah. Should, especially yeah. if you're open for brunch hours, you should offer that stuff. Charge three fifty for people will buy it, and it just it helps them stay in your establishment longer. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the combination of sweet and salty. I know it's a very popular combination in the states. It's less popular over here, and I think a lot of people are missing out on something really delicious. I mean, maybe. Maple syrup on bacon is is one of God's greatest creations, whether you believe in God or not. (laughs) (laughs) Or whoever your God is. (laughs) Created them and then just said, well, what are they going to do with this? They're going to put it on one. Going to put it together. (laughs) Yeah. And I do agree with being able to order side dishes because it's sort of this nice idea of being able to mix and match. And one of the things about brunch is that it's a leisure activity. Mm -hmm. It's not... It's not the same as doing breakfast before work in the morning on a weekday. It's something that you're going to enjoy and spend time on. So you kind of want a little of this, a little of that. One of my favorite things to get at a place down the road is their vegetarian full English, but with a side of bacon. Mm -hmm. And I know that sounds insane, but I don't want all the other stuff. I don't want like a sausage or anything like that. I want all the different vegetables and I still want that bacon. I do know a pescatarian who also breaks that rule for bacon. But bacon is a fish, (laughs) didn't you know? Yeah, it is. Obviously, it swims. Yeah. Um, Bacon spawns much like salmon. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So it's really fantastic. 
fantastic to be out there in nature, just watching oh. the bacon leap through the air. Next to the taco bushes that are <laughs> lining the side of the lake. <laughs> oh, yes. Fish taco bushes would be the best. We didn't talk about my love of fish tacos when the taco bush came up. No, we didn't. But maybe maybe taco bushes come in different varieties. Yeah. Maybe that one's like a seaweed almost, where it's like in the water. Yep. Yep. Like a, oh, it's a, kelp. a bush of the sea. I see what you're saying. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. A bush of a the bush sea. A bush of the sea. <laughs> All right. Uh, but to pull it back to normal stuff. You're going to reel it back in? I'll reel it back in. I think also a misconception is that sweet and savory needs to be salty. No, so that's, you're right. You're right. Sorry, I didn't hear what I, I didn't That hear what sweet said. and savory needs to be salty. That is a misconception. Yeah, because I know people that dislike sea salt caramel a lot because it's salty and sweet together. Mm. But that doesn't necessarily mean that you don't like a sausage with maple syrup on top or bacon. Yeah. When you're trying to mix savory and sweet together in brunch doesn't have to necessarily be a salt something like having an avocado mm-hmm. or spinach, mm, um, spinach or or even eggs i would consider eggs a savory food yep and you don't need to have a lot of salt in those it's just sort of that richer well, maybe almost oily versus sweet yeah there's a lot of texture difference too because most things that are sweet are a little softer mm-hmm. not all but most ready Bready. Whereas even the scrambled eggs, if they're... Well, there's two types of scrambled eggs you typically get at brunch. One is nice, like kind of firm, regular ones. And then you get the ones that are super runny and undercooked. I like mine runny. My dad was teaching me a way to make eggs kind of in the middle there that if you keep mixing them with like something like a chopstick or like like that, it becomes almost a Mm -hmm. grits texture. And I think that's a very good marriage between the runny and the hard scramble eggs, if you will. So I just always thought that if your eggs were sort of the, not rubbery, but like the the shape of the pan type of texture, it was just because you had forgotten about them. Because (laughs) I was always told, like I was always taught that you keep moving it. Yeah. But unless you're making an omelet, obviously. Or if, as Heritage Avocado has just pointed out, you're making them in the microwave, in which case... Instant rubber. That's a whole different texture. Who's microwaving their eggs? Many people. It's yeah. actually a legitimate way to cook them. It's just you won't get the nicer texture. You won't texture. get the same texture. I, a lot of people just whip the egg in a, you, in a bowl and you, put it in for like a minute. Maybe one of, it's too much, maybe. I'm not sure. Yeah, one of the other classic elements of brunch for lunch at school was the rubbery eggs that somehow took the shape of the little section of the lunch tray. And you could pick them up and you could shake them. Weren't those made from powder? Yeah, I think they were. (laughs) Much like mashed potatoes at school? Uh, That's a whole different food, though, from regular mashed potatoes. I I do not like powdered eggs, like instant eggs, really. Powdered egg whites, completely different thing, because those are fantastic for baking and for different Mm -hmm. things. But the powdered eggs that you would get at school were really better for throwing than they were for eating. See, I do prefer my scrambled eggs a little on the firmer side. Uh, I usually have sunny side up eggs all the time. Runny yolks are great. I just, when I have scrambled eggs, I don't want them to be too liquidy. I want my fork to be able to stab something as opposed to shovel it. I just generally don't like things cooked. I think that's very accurate. I think I've just I think I've just had some sort of a you know of a breakthrough about myself. So <laughs> glad we like could sp- help in your psychological journey. <laughs> you don't like scrambled sashimi. Well, that's the thing. I love raw fish. I like my steaks still mooing. I want a cow that was in the sun. Just like had a little bit of a sunburn. Now there's something. Steak and eggs. Yes, I was just thinking that. Such a good brunch food. I think it's pretty iconic. 
Going to a steakhouse for brunch is just so satisfying. Getting a hunk of steak with a side of delicious, delicious eggs. I think you need something firm with it, though. Like a hash. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Any of the varieties. Yeah. Shredded, cubed. A good potato yeah. hash. The, the triangles, recta- rectangles that are fried. Any kind of hash, hash brown, any of that. I would say that I think with a steak and eggs, I don't like hash brown as much as I like home fries or a potato hash. I agree. Mm-hmm. But in a pinch, I'll still take the hash brown if that's what they well, have. Well, yeah. But why have we gone to, why have we gone to this establishment? <laughs> well, you don't know. You might be trying a new place. Hot take on my end. Why do all home fries need to have peppers in them? Like what? They, yeah, they, they don't. They don't. They don't. I agree. You've really killed the dish by adding peppers to it. It means that you cannot cook a good enough home fry that it does not require a pepper. Yeah, the potatoes should be able to speak for themselves. I Uh think a lot of people consider potatoes bland or boring, but there are so many different varieties of potato. If you do them right, you can get them crispy on the outside, fluffy on the inside. You just need a little bit of cracked black pepper. Uh Pink Himalayan sea salt. Some Malden. I think that's the uh, the Tex-Mex cowboy cuisine that just kind of has infiltrated America. They put peppers in loads of in things like that. Day. And it's just, it has this chuck wagony kind of feel to it. And it's like, we don't always need this genre in every aspect of well, every dish. And I've found, too, the garnishing everything with chili flakes. Yeah. Yes. That being said, I'm not completely against Tex-Mex in brunch. No. Oh, growing up. My mom's friend would make spoon bread, mm-hmm. which is basically cornbread with, she would usually do it with cheese in it as well. Spoon bread is so good. One of my favorite brunch foods that you can get from a very delightful New York restaurant called Calle Ocho is Huevos Rancheros. So good. Oh, is that the one that we went to with you? With the bottomless sangria? Heck yeah. Yep. That was a very good establishment. They have a sangria list that you get to choose from. It's delicious. Their chips and salsa were very good as well. Mm-hmm. I would say above average. Mm-hmm. As like the snacky thing you just kind of have. Yeah. Yeah. The other thing with mixing sweet and savory is that not all the time do pancakes and waffles have to be sweet. No. A brunch place that we used to really like that has unfortunately closed used to do a squid ink waffle that was to die for. So often people write off the bread products in breakfasts and brunches because they think they're going to be sweet. Mm-hmm. And there are so many options out there because it's really just a vehicle for other flavors. No one needs to make a super flavorful waffle or pancake. It's really just a way to put other things in there and and just have a bread-like aspect to it. Why are you grinning? He knows the argument that's about to happen. Oh, you're just too no, excited? I don't think you, no, that's not what I'm grinning Oh. About. No, I, I'm just, I'm queuing up a, a little bit of a chat on chicken and waffles. So the lead-in would be... <laughs> I know where this is going. Yeah, now you do. From <clears throat> listeners, buckle up. So... <laughs> Typically, the waffle on a chicken and waffle, if it's traditionally waffle down, fried whole pieces of chicken, Mm -hmm. and then you may or may not have some kind of syrup poured over top or on the side. Mm -hmm. But generally, the waffle is not sweetened. That was the the tie-in with the even waffles don't have to be sweet, that kind of dish. Or you can have chicken and waffles like where I'm from, which is like an Eggo waffle type style, not Belgian. (laughs) And then you will have some sort of pulled chicken in a clear gravy-like sauce, um, which is also the base for chicken 
pot pie, by the way. Real chicken pot pie. You would pour that over the waffles. So that that is chicken and waffles. It is a it is a clear broth almost that's thick like a gravy with chicken bits and herbs in it that you pour over the waffles, thus soaking them and then creating a very gloopy mess. Is that not just like chicken and waffle mess or chicken on top of waffles, not chicken and waffles? I'm just saying the South is doing it wrong. I can almost hear our listeners right now going, oh my God, that sounds disgusting. And that would be because you're right. (laughs) It's disgusting. Flavor's okay. That's not a glowing recommendation in any sense of the words. Where we went to uni was out near where Heritage Avocado Toast grew up. And it's not near where I grew up. And I had to experience a lot of foods that I was not prepared for. (laughs) And I had expected chicken. And I did not grow up with chicken and waffles because... Regular, you mean? It's not a thing in the North. No, it's not a thing in the North. I had heard of it and I thought it looked like a great idea. However... Our school did not serve chicken and waffles the way that I had seen it in fairy tale books growing up. It wasn't a prince. It was a frog. And I generally will eat frog. I guess you will. But no. And I actually had a go round with the, the lunch ladies one time because I just wanted the waffle because it was chicken and waffles was that day. And I just could not stomach the glop. And they would not just give me the waffle. You will find these in brunch establishments. There's not a lot, I will say, of brunch places. But you can get pretty decent grits. Yeah. Thick cut bacon. I mean, it's big mm-hmm. pork country. Mm-hmm. So you get decent decent bacon, decent sausage. Quick pause here. Mm-hmm. I quite like a Cracker Barrel. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, oh, absolutely. A cracker Barrel is great. It's quite tasty. I think the yeah. quality is, is pretty good for a chain. So not all brunch places have to be unique, hidden away gems. And actually, Cracker Barrel is really good it's about good. letting you do a pick and choose and build your own meal. Because yep. you can get something, you can just get little bits and get something small. Or you can get something that literally they will have to roll you out of the establishment <laughs> and to your car. I do say that you don't tend to drink it. A cracker barrel for brunch mm. so it is technically breakfast and the good portion of that is because you have to drive yeah that just makes sense again i wouldn't yeah i wouldn't want to begrudge a brunch establishment losing its brunch title purely because no, no. you're mean, safe driving but there it's fine if you've got you know your sort of brunchy drinks even if they're virgin but you've pretty much just got orange juice and coffee Even when I became of legal drinking age, I still wasn't in areas where I would need to drive after imbibing. And then we moved to London and you you almost never need a car here. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I I, had been a huge concern moving back to the suburbs because I've lived in London and before that New York where neither of place I needed to drive. You get so used to be able to get a cab or public transit. Yeah, I I don't super enjoy that. Don't enjoy it. Like you've mentioned, Heritage Avocado Toast, where you grew up and brunches didn't tend to have Benedict. But I think that Benedict has now almost become a synonymous with brunch. Mm -hmm. And there's so many different versions. So the question is, where's the line? When is it no longer a Benedict? Or will it Benedict? (laughs) (laughs) Let's play a game. Will it Benedict? Do you guys remember Will It Blend? That very, very stupid show where they throw things in blenders? <laughs> no. Is this oh like the internet frog in a blender? <laughs> it's the best. I'll I'll have to send it to you. Uh, uh, we can. I was say, was this on cable? Because we didn't have cable. No, it's on internet. It's oh, it's a blender okay. company, and to prove that their blender is good, they toss things in the blender. Say, will it blend? Oh. Will it blend? I'll send it to you. <laughs> 
and we can catch up on yes. another episode. I've had various different things. So obviously you've got your your basic eggs benedict, which is well, even with that I think people have arguments because is it supposed to be like a Canadian bacon? Or is it supposed to be a back bacon? Is it supposed to be a streaky bacon? I believe, and the research department has been on holiday, so we don't have anything to back it up at the moment. Perhaps in five or ten minutes we will. <laughs> but I think you need the, the English muffin, or equivalently titled muffin. Between that and the egg, we're going to pause. But you need the poached egg and the hollandaise. Mm -hmm. I don't think chive on top is required. I think pepper is good for optional. So I think mm -hmm. bare minimum, we've got hollandaise, poached egg, the muffin. I believe it has to be a ham-esque product as opposed to bacon. And I think Canadian bacon is more on the ham side of the spectrum. Mm -hmm. So I would accept either Canadian bacon or ham. But to change it up to bacon, I think is still a Benedict, but I don't think it's default position. But will you accept the Benedicts that are with say, smoked salmon with spinach. Yes, I was going to say, would you do a Royale or an Eggs Florentine? No, those are those are froofy things. Unneeded, unnecessary. And now, to really throw a wrench in it, uh -oh. what if you change out the muffin? I have issue with that as I feel like it should be on a muffin. I'm not saying I won't eat other ones, but in my mind, it kind of needs to be on a muffin. If it's on toast, it's just not the same. Well, so the squid and guaffle that I mentioned earlier mm -hmm. was technically a Benedict, or at least that's what it had said on the menu. Yeah. It was the squid and guaffle with bacon, poached egg, hollandaise, and I believe caviar, if I recall correctly. There was definitely caviar on there. Yes. And that and I've also seen a very popular swap is an avocado in place of a muffin. That is not a Benedict. Mm -mm. Nope. No. So if you go into an establishment and they have that down, you're going to say no. I'm going to leave. That's it. <laughs> is it because they're eating you? Oh, oh yeah. <laughs> well, no, because I'm heritage and that's quite rare. Oh, okay. <laughs> I like that we're just making a line there. <laughs> I think, because I think this is what we were talking about maybe a couple months ago on the subject. I'm okay with the spinach, like the Florentine and the, the salmon. I think that's still eggs Benedict territory, okay. Mm -hmm. But, so as I said, it was froofy. That's not quite accurate. I do or soft shell crab. Yeah, that's fine too. <laughs> I think the line is more what Retro Denim Jacket is saying on the muffin. That's really where you start to lose, is it still a Benedict? Could you do it on something similar to a muffin like a crumpet? No. Still be a That's too far. It's not quite the same. I could understand maybe if you need to because your country just doesn't have that and you're just subbing it out, but it's not a Benedict in my mind. If for some reason you can't get a hold of an English muffin, <laughs> Heritage Avocado Toast is making the shameless plug motion mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. because we do have a recipe for English muffins on the blog. So that's what that that's what that hand gesture was. Yeah, I was plugging a plugging a once like again a, a cord into the socket. Probably probably very good that we what have not thinking? yet gotten the equipment to video this yep <laughs> <laughs> yep oh well How about that <clears throat> but that recipe is delicious you guys you should go check it out yep. so if you if you can't get a hold of your of english muffins in the store mm -hmm. or you just enjoy baking because it's a fun activity it's very relaxing for me head over to the blog grab the english muffin recipe make yourself up some fresh english muffins mm -hmm. and feel free to add things english muffin with cheese very delicious oh everything is better with cheese it really is we're the worst lactose intolerant people in the world we really are <laughs> we are not poster children for that what if you were to make shrimp into the batter so then you have english muffins with shrimp built in wait so you're baking the shrimp yeah into, into the batter into the batter then you have baked shrimp i feel like that's not tasty 
Doesn't it get kind of rubbery over time? It gets a bit rubbery if it's overcooked. That's true. Mind you, I say this as someone who does not eat seafood. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, get out of here. That's not true. We have evidence. We have video evidence. (laughs) But I think if you're at home and you want to make yourself an Eggs Benny and you don't have English muffins, I'm more forgiving as to what the bottom is because you're in your own home and then it's like, oh, I cut a hamburger bun in half and toasted them. Mm -hmm. I made Eggs Benedict. All right. I like that but in not, your not at an theoretical world, you don't have an English muffin, but you have hollandaise sauce. Well, you, you can make that from scratch, though. <laughs> yeah. You can. You can. It takes a bit of patience, but you can. It's like a roux. Maybe the night before you had, you know, a midnight craving for English for muffins and you, you ate all the whole six you, pack. That's true. Oh, true. Could have come home from a, a, a rousing game night and been hungry for English muffins. Heck yeah. I mean, you eat what you're going to eat. Toast it with some honey butter. Yeah. I like to put peanut butter and honey. Oh. When it comes to bread products. Oh, quick side note before I get into where I was going, which was trying to set you two into a fight. <laughs> Crumpets <laughs> with Nutella. Yes. So good. Very good. Problem is that when Nutella gets hot, it's like breakfast napalm. <laughs> it sticks to your hand and it just burns. So be careful. Stay safe. Do we make allowances for dessert eggs benedict? Where have you had a dessert eggs benedict? We Are you holding out one. on me? No, no, no. But like, for example, share with the class. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't bring enough Did for everyone. <laughs> no, but the, the the Nutella on the the crumpet. If you were to mm-hmm. put. Bacon, poach, a poached done that egg before. and bacon on that? More of okay. desserty. Nutella Maybe. and bacon on a crumpet mm. is, yeah. My egg brother yolk does, and my, bacon goes I talked well. to my brother into that as well, and he agrees. It's Well, chocolate and bacon are delicious together. Yeah. Any, most pork products and chocolate are very, very good together. Most things in chocolate are good together. That's true. A little bit of cocoa and chili. Yes. A mole sauce, yeah. if you will. Mm-hmm. Yep. But this is the same brother that decided it would be a good idea to pop a whole poached egg in his mouth <laughs> and found out the hard way that it, yeah, just picture it. That's what happened. This, this is, is, this is Axe brother. This brother. is what happens. <laughs> this is what happens when my parents take their three adult children out to brunch. We challenge one of them to see if he can fit a whole poached egg in his mouth. To be fair though, he has been asked slash done it of his own volition to toss whole things of many food products into his mouth. Yeah. We do have that video of him eating an entire cupcake in one go. Oh, right. Yeah. But that was so his son wouldn't see. Yeah, it was. Yeah. <laughs> To be clear, you know, I don't want to make him look like he's not as impressive as he is. It wasn't a normal size cupcake either. It was one of those cupcakes that you make in an ice cream cone. He said that the trick is the fact that when you bake the cake into the ice cream cone, it softens the ice cream cone and makes it easier to shove into your mouth. I think he's acting like this is easy for everyone because, oh, it softened the ice cream cone. You have to have a mouth that unhinges at the ears. Oh, so he didn't just David Copperfield. Yeah, this. he he has an impressively large mouth. Love you. <laughs> <laughs> don't hate. I feel like we need a we need, we need a don't name. We need a handle. He's shown up in two episodes straight. Well, the other one needs a handle as well because I might steal one of his recipes. It's true. Though they probably should get names. <laughs> the one that my my mother has said is so clearly a hipster that he won't even admit he's a hipster. Well, when he started buying period pieces of clothing off of eBay, you know, something's up. Oh, wait, you think that's when the indication came? (laughs) (laughs) I'm just saying it was one of the bigger ones. (laughs) 
moving away from crumpets and things like that, I think we need to get into what we've all been avoiding, which is the pancakes, the waffles showdown. We need some impressive music here or something. Yeah. Dun, 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 dun. Don't, don't. <laughs> well, that's good enough for me. <laughs> I'm pumped, psyched, exhilarated, and terrified. Everyone is ready for this. The crowd's going wild. <sighs> <laughs> we can't be left to our own devices <laughs> so i like both well you can't start I'm, out on the fence I'm, I'm switzerland in this no 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 you have a definite opinion well okay they have their place yeah what i prefer is dependent on my mood mm. i would not say that i have a favorite whereas i think both of you have a favorite to build off of your point i do have a favorite yes but they both have their place. My favorite is a waffle, just to cover this now. Everybody's but- walking back on it. <laughs> no, no, no. I have always felt that there are certain things that you can't put a waffle under. <laughs> you say that, like, now I'm just picturing you walking around with a waffle in one hand and a pancake in the other, trying to get them underneath things, like under the table. Oh, no, waffle fit under there, under a tree. Nope, that's pancake territory, man. Like... <laughs> Yeah, waffle's not getting in the roots. It's too, it's too craggly. It might snag. The thing with a waffle is that it's a vehicle for things on top of it. Mm-hmm. And a pancake is a vehicle for things inside of it. Yes. Well, the problem with a waffle is that when you press the waffle, there's no thickness to it. So you can't put a blueberry in there and get the full juice of the blueberry after you've cooked it. However, at the end of the day, if I had a pancake and a waffle in front of me, I'm going to choose a waffle every time. Pancakes for me. Very rarely do I like a waffle. Which is why we still don't have a waffle iron. What do you put your peanut butter on? You don't put peanut butter on a pancake. You put peanut butter on a waffle. It's got to sink in there and it melts and it's just delicious. You get the like crusty bits. Mm -hmm. I don't think I've experienced this. Do put peanut butter on crumpets though. It's similar. The whole point of the waffle is having the little the little pockets. Mm-hmm. And when I'm in the mood for a waffle, it's because I want extra bits of crispy. And crunch. That you can really only kind of get on the very edges of a pancake. Yeah. No, you can't. And especially when pancakes have sat on top of each other, they never come out all at the same time so that they're getting crispy. Like as soon as you've had them for more than three minutes on your plate, they start to, the steam gets in between them and it's no longer, you don't have any kind of crust. The steam between them. Name of our debut album. The steam between... <laughs> I like that one. Um, yeah, that, that one actually might be legit. <laughs> this, yeah, I can, I, can picture, I can picture the album cover art for that one. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Why don't you describe it to us? It's a foggy road. <laughs> okay, back to waffles. There's a tree. Back to, back to waffles. <laughs> Is it divergent in a wood? No, I was thinking just one road. Just one road. And you're going to have your band members with, like, a fog going between them? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, you're just the one road. But they can't look at each other either. No one can look at each other. No. They look no. a little bit like their band might break up. Just the one road be- to, to represent that we actually do not have choices. <laughs> We're all on the straight path. <laughs> anyway, diving back in. So the pancakes, here's my argument for pancakes. They're just better. That The pancakes I most prefer are the ones that do have a little bit of crisp on the edges, which has been mentioned already. So you get kind of like the chocolate chip cookie effect. Sometimes you can get those that are soft in the middle, but a little crispy on the edges. Those are mm-hmm. my preferred chocolate chip cookie as well. But yeah, pancake. I like when they're nice and crispy because you get a bit of crunch. I 
also like pancakes that have been sat around for a while or come out steamy. Um, and whether they're in a stack or not is okay. Because sometimes <laughs> you just... Because if you have... <laughs> Sorry. I was trying to control it. It didn't work. <laughs> Everyone loves themselves a steamy pancake. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so so crispy on the edge pancakes, but I also really like pancakes that are in a stack that have been there for a little bit because they get when you cut through it with your fork. Anyone that's using a knife to cut their pancake stack is a heathen. Just use your fork. Once you do that, you get like this ball of gooey dough with butter and syrup preferably on it and it just makes this unique mouthfeel that you don't get with waffles. So I will freely admit that I am that person that if there is a stack of pancakes laying around that no one has touched in a while and it's gotten to that kind of spongy stage, I will roll them up and take them with me like some kind of snack and eat that going through the house. Yep, okay. I've done that. But that's a whole different vibe than a waffle. But cold waffles are good too. Yeah. They're you're too firm. You just break them up. It's like a French fry almost. No. Or chip, whatever country you're in. Ah, I remember I like soggy fries, which is weird because in every other aspect of my it's life, crunchy. I like crunchy things. That's why you like pancakes. You like soggy things. And, oh, in See, this genre anyways. I yeah. will say this, that if I'm going, if I want breakfast with chocolate chips, mm-hmm. I want pancakes. Obviously, because if you put chocolate in a waffle and shove it in a waffle iron, the chocolate melts and then is a pain in the butt to get off the waffle iron. But it's not just that. It's because you can get it inside the pancakes, but then also you can smear it on the pancakes better and you can put it between the pancakes and they mm-hmm. steam the chocolate. If I want strawberries and whipped cream, I'm probably going to go for a waffle. I will absolutely agree with that. And both of them are very good with maple syrup. Real maple syrup. Real maple None syrup. None of that fake stuff. If it were to come in the morning, I am actually a fruit more than chocolate in the morning person. So if I have a chocolate chip pancake and a waffle with strawberries and whipped cream on top, I'm going to lean towards the strawberries and whipped cream, which is why I like waffles better. Mm. I don't know about you guys, but I tend to find sometimes, even though pancakes get soggier, there's something about them that's drier in the mouth. And there are mornings when my mouth feels too dry for pastries or something like that. Mm -hmm. Because it irritates it. And then you get yeah. like the bumps. And yep. That's pancakes annoying. will do that to me. Waffles, not so much, but pancakes will. I will give a bit of a waffle shout out to my dear grandmother. When my cousin and I would have sleepovers at her house in the morning, she would always make Eggo waffles with some butter and powdered sugar. And for some reason, that gloopy mixture that forms in each of the pockets, that is delicious. And that holds a special place in my heart. But if we're talking as an adult, I don't need waffles. I have to say, Eggo, I think, is its own. Well, it's very different yes. from Belgian waffle. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I per- for the ego genre that then the belgian yeah. huge fluffy well and then there's also the the not belgian the more condensed waffle that you can get from like a cast iron waffle maker mm-hmm. and those you can put a bit more into but it has to be sort of mixed into the batters so one of our favorite things as kids was sweet potato waffles or pumpkin waffles it's so it's a heavier batter that's pretentious and you can't do that in a in a belgian waffle maker i do like those it's more it's because there's like regular funnel cake and then the sweet potato funnel cake mm-hmm. and those are just better mm. and i like those types of waffle the heavier yeah. the heavier waffles. the heavier ones much better yeah but that does mean you're not getting the belgian waffle fluff yeah i like the fact that waffles are a little bit more versatile like even if you put a heavier ingredient like pumpkin in a pancake they still end up as kind of the same weight unless you're going with different flours because a buckwheat pancake versus mm-hmm. a buttermilk pancake are definitely different weights but they don't change as much as adding an ingredient 
equivalent to a waffle. I mean, you can make your pancake heavier. So, for instance, the banana pancakes that we have on the block. Shameless plug. Mm-hmm. Plug, plug, plug. You need a better hand gesture for that. Nope, it's staying. It's <laughs> um, canon now. Those are a heavier, and granted, we make them with a whole wheat, but those are a heavier pancake than, say, our chocolate dairy-free ones. Mm-hmm. And that's just because it does have the banana in it. Yeah, those are good. Um, banana and chocolate are really good. I remember my father making whole wheat pancakes. He made a triple batch, and there was one small overripe banana in the kitchen that he put into the pancakes and no one in the family noticed except for your sister who came (laughs) down looked at her plate sniffed it and went there's banana in this and everyone else who was eating went no there's not the older one i'm assuming yes yeah she used to be a carpetarian (laughs) and so she could smell a fruit or a veg a mile away triple batch of whole wheat pancakes Uh you could not taste the banana in those she's got a good sniffer (laughs) 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 what if we did eggs benedict but with a waffle base steak for the meat then the egg and hollandaise or something that might go nicer with the steak or bernays with lump crab on top i mean i'm not here for the crab but you need to wait until i get there to try this because (laughs) i will be permanently depressed if i don't have this Avocado toast. I think we need to just quickly address, do we feel it's overrated? And does it count as a brunch food? Or is it just your standard breakfast? Both. I think it's just your standard breakfast. I don't think there is a wrong time for avocado toast. What would disqualify it from being a breakfast food served at brunch and therefore a brunch food? I feel like it's a normal everyday food versus a I'm going for brunch. It's not a lobster mac and cheese. No, but are you putting anything on the avocado toast? A smashed avocado on toast is okay, an easy snack to put together. Mm -hmm. But if you put a poached egg on it, that's brunch for me. See, that's still for me a quick breakfast. Are you quickly poaching eggs? Tell me your secret. It's not that hard. It takes like well, a couple minutes minutes. for the water to come to boil, and then two minute thirty for each egg. I'm doing it wrong. Are you poaching them for twenty minutes? Because that's (laughs) could be where you're going wrong. (laughs) When it's on the menu as just its own thing. Okay. I, I agree. That's not a brunch food. That's just, it's more of a side item. Mm-hmm. But like a breakfasty side item, as in, oh, I'm going to have a bagel. I'm going to have a croissant. I'm mm-hmm. going to have an avocado toast. Well, and I've definitely ordered avocado toast with a side of sausage or a side of eggs. So it's still acceptable. It's it's not yet an overrated food. I think it's probably overrated now, kind of like the sourdough. We're mm-hmm. over it. Mm-hmm. You have Whatever. your own sourdough. Our avocado toast. It's delicious. It's great. But I think it's just, it's mainstream now. It's mm-hmm. like bacon. It's just there. Accurate. It's a part of breakfast brunch life. Well, and it's one of those things that once everyone's trying it at home, it becomes overrated. Now that I smash avocado onto toast at home when I'm hungry in the morning, it's not anything special anymore. Do you give it the flying elbow, Macho Man Randy <laughs> Savage style, to smash it? Sometimes. <laughs> But you're saying it's like bacon. So has it actually moved past the overrated food into the staples? It's not a staple. Oh, I think it's a staple. Oh. I think it's common enough that it's a staple. Hot take. Avocado is probably a fruit that most people keep in their house more regularly than others. Oh, absolutely. I know people that buy avocados every week. Yeah, what's with the hate against oranges all of a sudden? Wait, I have not heard this. I did not realize that people hated oranges. Yeah, well, Am I'm I following got, the wrong account. Well, I've got my finger on the pulse of the underground <laughs> orange You got your movement. finger on the pulp? 
one. <laughs> <laughs> and I think orange is actually a good segue into juices. I do love a good juice. I know they're expensive, they're always overpriced, and they're a waste of other parts of the fruit, but they are so delicious. I know I said, well, brunch is still breakfast if it's just got a basic orange juice, but like a freshly juiced orange juice with a shot of ginger or something mm. is perfectly acceptable as a brunch beverage. Yep. Yep. If you're looking to move into a cocktail, a lot of places will offer their like fun juice combinations as a cocktail or as a juice. Mm-hmm. So go get your lime and kale green smoothie on its own or with a shot of tequila. I'm just imagining going to, is it Juice Guys? Joe and the Juice. Joe and the Juice. Yeah. Joe and the Juice just walking in and saying, hey, <laughs> uh, I want a shot of vodka in that, please. Thank you. I mean, everyone likes a good mimosa. Mm-hmm. It is the, we're not going to say it this this podcast, but we all know what it is <laughs> of the brunch cocktail world. Oh, basically. <laughs> <laughs> Well, now we've all said it. I do think if you're doing a fresh juice that is particular to brunch, like I'm not going to go to a dinner reservation and ask for a fresh juice carrot. I mean, I guess we could make it a thing, though. I mean, there's nothing stopping you. Is this the new uh, shower mustard? (laughs) (laughs) Hashtag dinner juice. I'll give a shout out to an often misunderstood juice, and that's the grapefruit. Find that terribly refreshing. I love grapefruit. And I think the other juice that tends to really only come out at breakfast or airlines is tomato juice. That's so revitalizing, especially after a long haul flight. You get that nice tomato juice just before I you land. Enjoy, yeah. You feel like a new person. I like getting the Bloody Mary, just the Bloody Mary mix without the alcohol. Forget those moist towelettes. On just a, give me the tomato juice. And I think that's the other thing with Bloody <laughs> Marys or Bloody Marias or whatever alcohol you want to put in or no alcohol at all. The great thing about a Bloody Mary is there's so much other flavor in it mm-hmm. that you can easily have yourself a brunch cocktail and be the DD. Diner. Diner okay for brunch? Like a greasy spoon oh, diner? That to me is just breakfast or lunch. That's just breakfast. Unless it's like yeah. a Denny's and they're serving giant cocktails that are the size of my arm. In Denny's which case, Denny's cocktails? Uh, I know IHOP does. I think Denny's does too. Sorry. Pause for research department. I'm partial to anything that has a unlimited coffees. Yes. Mm. Yes. But I still think that's like diner breakfast is probably more breakfast. You can get burgers and things there, which fits the, you can have an omelet, you can have a burger at the same time. Yeah. I guess because I think of brunch also as partially the experience. Is this a difference between going for brunch and going to brunch? It might be. It might be. So you could go to brunch at the diner, but you don't go for brunch at the diner. No, probably not. Did your research department find anything? Yeah, the research department would like to chime in that certain locations of Denny's serves alcohol. Interesting. But it was not super successful some places, so they took it off the menu. It's a um, article from Food and Wine called Denny's Launches Bourbon Menu. No, you can't drink it. (laughs) (laughs) Eventually, you'll be full of brunch just the same way as you may be full of today's podcast. I think we've hit all the highlights. And probably some of the lows. Probably. So, like and subscribe. Give us a rating and please visit our blog at hipsterathome.co.uk and we'll join you for the next round of podcasting. Happy brunching. Bye. (laughs) Bye. Bye.